In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> my Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Do you want to be a good leader in the camp? I know you do. So here is a good recipe for you to take into account. First, pray, then serve. This is not just according to me, it is according to the Lord in the Gospel. The Lord first prays, then evangelizes. For instance, before his public ministry, we read in St. Mark's Gospel, quote, At once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness forty days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. End of quote. That was right after the Lord's baptism in the Jordan by John the Baptist. You could have imagined, right? Okay, the Lord is baptized. Okay, now go and evangelize. No. The Lord spent these 40 days in prayer before his public ministry. The Lord teaches us first to pray, then go and serve, go and preach. We find in other passages of the gospel that the Lord early in the morning went to pray every day. Very early in the morning, we read in St. Mark's Gospel, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. End of quote. The Lord first prays, then serves. And this is exactly what we can do if we want to imitate him. Being a leader in a camp for girls in summer, you know, it's an important task because you will be there serving people. Here's the thing. First, pray and the Lord will teach you how to serve better and then go and serve and do a good job. And here's the thing. If the most important part of this is prayer, well, let us ask our Lord now in our prayer. Lord, I want to learn to pray. And prayer is about loving the Lord, loving Jesus, eh? Prayer is not about thinking amazing thoughts about the Lord and the Holy Trinity. Prayer is not about um, you know, asking the Lord for the intentions we want to ask Him for because we are in need, right? All of that somehow is prayer, of course, but the most important thing in prayer is about loving the Lord a lot. It's not about thinking a lot. It's about loving a lot. Right? That's according to St. Therese of Jesus who knows a lot about prayer. So, if it's about loving the Lord, 
let us listen to him first. Because as St. John says in his letters, he has loved us first. So if we try to listen to the Lord's voice, we will experience the love of the Lord for us. And here is a conversation between the Lord and one of his friends, Peter, in St. John's Gospel. The Lord at a certain point told Simon, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? So as soon as Peter wanted to listen to, to, to God's voice, this is what he heard. Hey, do you love me? Because that's what the Lord is telling us. Hey, do you love me? I loved you in the cross. I loved you from the very beginning. I created you because I love you. I have done a lot of things for you, Simon. Do you love me? That's the voice we are supposed to listen to in our prayer. And we say now to Jesus in our prayer, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. When I go and try to pray, the first thing is to listen to the Lord's voice, not my voice, and not my imagination, the things I have in my mind, the things I'm working on, my professional work, my friends, my relatives, whatever. There is too much of ourselves, right? It is a good idea not to pay attention to our voice at the very beginning of our prayer you know, and to ask the Lord to help me to hear His voice. It's not about my things. It's about His things. Um, the Lord is alive. The Lord is not a figure of the past that was on earth, did amazing things, and then He left. No. The Lord is alive. He is a real person. He is a perfect man, the perfect man. He is the perfect God. And prayer is not just a conversation with our imagination. It's not a conversation just with ourselves and with our thoughts. No. Prayer is a conversation with Someone who is there, that is Jesus, and listens to us, and he is alive. And he speaks to us, you know. <clears throat> he speaks to us by placing in our hearts these desires of being better. Desires of doing what is good. We know that when we have these desires of being better, we know that when we have these desires of doing what is good, that comes from the Lord. That comes from God. The Lord places in our hearts, the Holy Spirit places in our hearts these good desires. So, that's prayer. When you are sitting down there and you are trying to talk to Jesus and then you come up with these good desires, that's God's voice echoing in your heart, suggesting to you, hey, do this because this is good. And our answer is, okay, Lord, I'm going to go for it with your grace. But, you know, everything starts in this, with this question. Hey, do you love me? The Lord is asking us every day in our prayer, Hey, do you love me? And we say to him right now, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. First, in your prayer, listen to God's voice. Ask him questions. Try to listen. And then talk. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. After listening to God's voice, then we can talk to him and we, tell, we can tell the Lord about our joys, we can tell her about, you know, how happy we are because we are enjoying summer. We can tell him about, you know, all the good fun and good things we're going to do in the camp. Thank you, Lord, for all these things. Also, we can tell her about our sorrows, worries, concerns, right? Because in our life, we face always some difficulties, some challenges, huh? because we are growing huh? as we have meditated on yesterday, 
we are growing in this awareness of divine filiation and we are working on this unfolding our personality and our talents, you know, <clears throat> in our lives ahead of us. And in that adventure, we face our difficulties, etc. So we can talk to the Lord about it as well, right? And then you will see that you will feel and you will experience the closeness of the Lord because the Lord is always there with you. The Lord is always there with us, helping us out, walking down the road with us. We are never alone. There is always hope in our spiritual life if we want to. There is always joy. There is always cheerfulness because God is there with us. The Lord is there with us. He walks down the road with us as he did with the disciples in the road to Emmaus, right? So talk to the Lord about these things, your difficulties, your problems, your worries, concerns, the things you like, the reasons why you are happy, everything. And then listen again. Eh? Pray this conversation. We listen, we talk, we listen, we talk. And the Lord will tell you something. Jesus said to Peter, feed my lambs. Peter at that point maybe was thinking that, well, he made a big mistake, right? He denied it to have met the Lord. So he was kind of sad or confused and, and he heard this invitation, feed my lambs. What happens in the Catholic Church, if we are sorry for our sins, you know, we, we are not fired, <laughs> even if we have made a big mistake. The Lord still counts on each one of us, feed my lambs. So thank you, Lord, for you are counting on me to this to do this work of service to others. Feed my lands means go and serve those around you. That was Peter's mission from the very beginning as the first Pope in the Catholic Church. And that's the mission the Lord confirmed on Peter after his denial and his mistakes and feed my lands. Okay? This is what we are supposed to do. Precisely in this camp where you are gonna be taking care of other people, well, that's our vocation. Our vocation in the Catholic Church somehow is always to take care of people. It's vocation to take care of those around us. Huh? So, Lord, now we are doing our prayer. Lord, I really want to serve those around me. <clears throat> I don't want to be thinking of myself. I don't want to be always just being self-centered and not interested in what is happening around me. No, Lord, I want to take an interest and I want to help those around me because you are calling me. Feed my lambs. And then the Lord told Peter, follow me. That's very interesting. In our conversation with the Lord, we will understand that, well, our thing is to follow Jesus, to serve others as Jesus did. And the Lord served everybody by dying in the cross. The Lord served everybody by sacrificing himself for those around him. The Lord is telling you, the Lord is telling me, follow me. Here's the thing. Being a good leader has to do with being a good follower. It is when we are good followers of Jesus that we can become good leaders. That's why if you want to do a good job as a leader in this summer camp, you know, the first thing is to pray. The second one is to serve. If we are good followers of Jesus, if we pray, then we will be Good leaders. So let's ask our Lord for all these graces. <clears throat> and, well, here is one of the reasons why we are supposed to pray. It's not only just because we have to follow Jesus, of course, but also if we don't pray, we will make mistakes. 
if we don't pray and we are involved in helping people out, we will make a lot of mistakes. Huh? Because that's how it works. The person who prays is the person who is in love with Christ. And the person who is in love with Christ learns to look at others with the Lord's eyes. And the Lord always discovers people's needs, right? The Lord always is taking care of those around him. Lord, my daughter is at the point of death, but come impose your hand on her and she will live. Lord, my servant is ill at home. And when the Lord received these requests, he went and served and helped these people. That's what we have to learn to do. If we pray, if we are close to Jesus, we will be efficacious in our service to others because we will discover their needs. I remember <clears throat> I was with a group of guys in a, an English course in Spain somewhere and I went there with 15 people and the first day we were playing soccer. There was a tournament <clears throat> and the leader of the team we were playing against noticed that my soccer shoes were totally worn out. So after the game we were talking and he just said, hey, what's your size? And I told him, what? Well, it's nine and a half. And then we were talking, we kept talking, whatever. And the very next day, on my desk, I found soccer shoes, exactly the same brand, Nike, same color, red and white, nine and a half, right on my desk, you know, <clears throat> brand new. So I ask the guy, hey, did you buy this stuff? He said, yeah, I bought this because your shoes, man, are destroyed. So, oh, thank you. So how much do I owe you? And he said, no worries. I will take it on that. You know, so that, that's the thing. You keep one eye open. You see what's happening around you because you are thinking of others. You know what they need and you try to help, okay? This is a very specific case, but we have to do that somehow with everybody around us. Eh? And in order to get there, in order to become this kind of person who notices what people need, we need to pray. If we pray, we will discover people's needs and we will be able to help. So Lord, <clears throat> give me a grace to keep one eye open so that I can help others around me, right? And Lord, give me this capacity for service. The Lord was always serving people, right? The Lord was always helping out. So Lord, give me this real service. Uh, service is real love. Uh, how can you say that you love God whom you don't see and don't love your brother whom you see, right? The Lord has taught us that real, real love is service. And there is no excuse. Either we serve or we don't. If we don't serve, the Lord can tell us, hey, how can you say that you love me if you don't see me, but you don't love your brother whom you see and you know his needs, right? So there's no excuses, Lord. Give me this love. The one who loves God must love as well his brother. And that's St. John <clears throat> in one of his letters. And we ask our Lord now for this feature, to have this feature in our spiritual life. To be someone who loves those around, around him. Yeah. Because that's the real love. Eh? Real love is not 
mystical experiences in the chapel. Real love is not, you know, whatever you want. Real love is when you take care of the one that is next to you and you lend a hand if it's needed and you are always there with availability. So Lord, give me this real love that is service. And of course, we serve, you know, by leading by example. That's a good way of serving. It is when we lead by example that we are really serving. Because service doesn't have anything to do with lecturing people. Service doesn't have anything to do with telling people what they have to do. Service doesn't have to do anything to do with <clears throat> this kind of being bossy, right? No, real service is about leading by example. Yeah? So a good leader in the camp is the one, hey, let's clean this mess together. It's not that I'm going to impose on you that you clean it, you know, and you are not going to get out of here until, until you don't clean your room. Right? No, let's clean this mess together. We can, I can help you, right? Or <clears throat> real service doesn't have anything to do with being domineering and authoritarian, right? That's precisely the best way to be the worst leader in the world. Being domineering and being authoritarian and being rigid. That's bad. We gotta be flexible. We help people around us by helping them in material things. We serve others by, you know, setting an example. So, Lord, give me a grace to be like you. And the Lord served. The Lord washed the apostles' feet. And the Lord said, after doing so, <clears throat> do you understand what I just did? If you understand it and you do it, you will be blessed. If you remember, blessed is the word that in the gospel means beatitude. It means happiness, right? Blessed are the poor for they, etc., right? So, let us ask our Lord to follow this path of service so that we can experience <clears throat> this deep joy. We don't do it because we want to experience this deep joy. We do it because we love God and we love people for God's sake. But, you know, <clears throat> joy will come as a reward. Because the Lord has promised, right? Service has to do as well with, <clears throat> excuse me, service has to do as well with getting out of our self-comfort zone so that we can actually serve, right? And this is what the Lord did constantly. Um, there are many examples. The Lord went to Lazarus' home, for instance. As soon as he knew that Lazarus was in trouble, he was thinking of healing him. He allowed these days to go by because he was going to make a more amazing miracle. But the attitude of Jesus is to go to that dangerous place where Jewish people wanted to stone Jesus to death. So the Lord went to Lazarus' home because Lazarus' sisters told him, hey, the one you love is ill. Yeah, so that's the thing. The Lord gets out of his self-convert zone and goes and serves his friend, right? So, Lord, give me a grace to be like that. Am I a person always getting out of my self-comfort zone? Or am I just always thinking of my comfort, my things, you know? Lord, give me a grace to be generous. Uh -huh. And we need to learn to do this service in our daily lives, right? So when your mom says, 
I'm gonna need someone to volunteer, and then suddenly out of the blue, everybody's gone of the room, right? No, so let us not run off and disappear. Let's stick around, stick around, and lend a hand if it's needed. So when you see that, you know, someone needs your help, don't look at, you know, other place. Just, hey, show your availability. We know that the one who serves is the important one. The important one is not the one who succeeds. The one, the important one is not the one who is, you know, the first and the smartest one. No, the most important one is the one who serves. That's the teaching of the Lord in the Gospel, right? The last will be first and the first will be last. And the Lord invited us in the Gospel in different occasions, be the last of all and the servant of all. Yeah, the Lord, of course, gave us an amazing example in the cross. The cross is failure for those who think that life is about just having fun and doing whatever I want and just thinking of myself and making lots of money and I don't care about everybody else around me. No. The cross is the throne of the real king. The cross is the throne of Jesus and from there he set us free from sin. It is service what makes us real Christians. By this, they will know that you are my disciples, says the Lord in the Gospel, if you love one another. We are actually Christians if we love others, if we serve. And this love is sacrifice. It's not only sweet words, right? You have love for one another, as I have loved you. The Lord loved us to the end, to the point of giving his life over for us in the cross. So Lord, Give me a grace to be a good leader in this camp by serving. Eh? Service has to do with giving. Eh? It's not about taking. It's about giving. So Lord, give me good attitude to be always ready to give. Eh? To give everything. Like you did, Lord. The Lord gave everything for his friends. The Lord cried for his friends. The Lord cried for Jerusalem, the holy city, because they didn't convert. The Lord was betrayed and told Judas, still friend, you know. So let us give. Lord, give me your grace to give. And here is a good question. Am I a giver or am I a taker? What kind of person am I? Am I this kind of person that, you know, if I'm not going to take anything from this, I'm not interested. I'm not going to do it, you know. No, shame on that person because that's not the way to be a good leader. Even if I'm not going to get anything from this, I'm going to serve this person around me. So Lord, give me a grace to be a giver. Service is about thinking of others first, right? We have the tendency to be thinking first of ourselves. So we need to make an effort to turn that around. And I first think of others, not of myself. And that's important, you know, because if we succeed at that, we will be helping those around us big time. So we have to be always thinking of others around us. And we have to be able to to see, okay, oh, this person's got a headache or this person is tired. Uh, Therefore, I can do something to help this person to rest. I can do something for this person with headache, right? I can give a Tylenol, I can send this person to go to bed and to sleep and to, 
you know, get some sleep. The thing is, not talk about it. Just be the one who does something to help that person in that problem. You know? And when I feel my headache, my tiredness, I don't think too much about it. I just find the solution, but I don't think too much about it. I think of others, you know? because others need me. Lord, give me this capacity for service. <clears throat> Real service will give us always joy and cheerfulness. If we serve with joy, not by just sense of duty of obligation, we will be super happy. Remember the words of the Lord in the Gospel. No one has greater love than this, to lay down his life for his own friends. That's the real friendship. And when we have a lot of friends, because we serve a lot of people, then that joy and cheerfulness comes. Huh? We don't serve because it's my obligation. I don't serve because it's my duty, my obligation. No, of course, I am supposed to do it. But I do it for the love of God and for the love of the person I'm serving. Huh? I serve this person for God's sake. Huh? So, Lord, give me your grace to be a person who serves always with joy and cheerfulness. Uh, someone who does you a favor in a bad mood, it would have been better, you know, hey, don't do this favor to me, you know. You want that people do a service to you, or do a favor to you with a smile, right? So, let us smile while we serve. It is when we smile that we attract people. Yeah? The person who doesn't smile doesn't attract people. The person who smiles attracts people. Let us do our service every day in small things. Let us do this service with this smile in our face. Mm -hmm. Plus, the Lord says in the scripture, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. And think about it in your prayer. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. So when we give ourselves to others, the small things, and we do it with joy, then we are God's favorites, because God loves us especially, because we are doing exactly what he did, right? That's how it works. Of course, an amazing example of service <clears throat> is Our Lady. Our Lady served as nobody else in the world. Look at Our Lady during the wedding at Cana of Galilee. Our Lady was there, Our Lady was just having fun with everybody else, participating in the joy of this wedding feast, but suddenly Our Lady noticed that there was something wrong. Our Lady noticed that the <coughs> new weds were running out of wine in their wedding feast. That is a big problem in Jewish weddings, right, that go on for one week. So Our Lady is having fun, enjoying the party, but at the same time, she's thinking of others and finding a solution so that others can enjoy. That's the way it works. We are normal people, we love our friends, we are in the middle of the world, we enjoy like everybody else, but there is a plus here. We keep one eye on them so that we can help them if we see any need. So let us ask our mother <clears throat> to be always open to other people's needs and let us ask our mother to become these good leaders who first pray and then serve. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations 
that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. <laughs> 